0: I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing, and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, everyone. Every now and then, something lands on my desk and crosses my path that really stirs something new within me. Over the last decade or so, I have been seeking answers from around the world about what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. And this invitation for us to grow and rise, because at the core of it, I think matrescence, this experience of becoming a mother, really is an invitation. It's a chance for us to look at who we are, to let go of some old parts of us that no longer serve, and to really rise into being who we need to be for our children but also for the world. So having looked at this, interviewed about it, written about it for more than a decade, it's not very often that something lands on my desk that stirs a new awakening. This book and the author you're about to hear did that. Annabelle Sharman is the author of the brand new book from Hay House Australia, The Future Ancestor, A Guide and Journey to Oneness. Annabelle is a proud Mutti Mutti woman, living self, spirit and mother earth, who honours ancestral cultural heritage, knowledge, wisdom and a natural attuned connection to earth medicine. She is a social worker, a certified holistic counsellor Reiki master and teacher, and mother and grandmother. In this book, she invites us to think about being the future ancestors our children and Mother Earth need. She invites us to look at how we can connect to Mother Earth, to spirit, to ourselves, how to not look outside of ourselves for home and for answers, but instead cultivate this within us, because really, that's what our earth and our children really need from us. I loved her book. It invited me to dig deeper, to look deeper for my own connections. And I hope it does that for you too. Enjoy. Annabelle, welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast, and thank you for finding time to join me in this really beautiful and important conversation. Thanks for having me. It's a real honour to, to, to be
1: here with you and joining you today.
0: I wanted to talk to you about your new book, published by Hay House, called The Future Ancestor A Guide and Journey to Oneness. And as I was reading through it, there were so many different things I wanted to explore with you. And so really in the next half an hour or so, I would love to just be taken on this journey with you on how we as women, and in particular, because this podcast is for mothers, how we can be the future ancestors, our children and our land and our world needs. Um, But first, let's hear a little bit about your story. Can you share with us uh, how you have come to share this phenomenal story and book with us all?
1: Well, it's been a big journey. It's been an epic journey, you know, Um, and I guess for me, uh, I always always introduce myself as this bush woman, you know, this bush kid from the Mallee and the Murray River, and uh, I grew up um, along the river here with my very large extended family and raised by my um, auntie and my sisters and my brothers. So um, I'm still living in the same area and um, I am the 10th child of my mother and the final child of my mother, um, born in a time in Australia where, you know, it was a bit traumatic for, um, you know, for many Aboriginal families at that time. So I was the first child born. Um, when my family was moved from um, the Manatanga Mission to the township. So that was a really special time. So like, um, my mother thought she had indigestion and, um, you know, um, she was pregnant with me, seven months pregnant. So here I am, surprise, wow. she was almost 50 years old. So that's like the age I am now. So pretty phenomenal. And uh, my par- both my parents were very aged. Parents, so um, yeah, what a gift, you know. Um, I was born and raised in this very large family, and and, you know, in this kinship of, um, you know, protection and uh, you know, nurturing and cultural, you know, in a cultural um, setting as well, along you know, along the river and in the bush. So um, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) I've always loved story and hearing stories. And I've always loved writing, um, and I guess for me about writing and keeping journals, since I was a really young age, I guess, you know, in primary school I remember I had just always written, you know, in a diary, and I've still got those diaries, but just wanted to record my life and significant events, um, you know, through my life. And I didn't realise how much of a, a special, uh, you know, like a really special thing that I was doing about writing and you know when I became a young mother, I became a young mum at seventeen um, it was I was still writing you know writing my love story, writing my trauma story as well, and just writing life events and it just so happened that you know um, the la- you know the last few years I was really interested in writing more, and I was still writing and um it just was like the synchronicities and you know all the stars aligned, and I was able to participate in a hay house uh, writer's workshop and um win
0: a publishing deal, and which is this beautiful book, yeah, which <laughs> Um, I said to you before we started, I love a book that you can start on page one and read all the way through chronologically, but also one that you can pick up and just let the universe open it at a particular page and know that that is enough. And your book definitely does that. It's a beautiful mixture of almost poetry and reflection and exercises and invitations for us and your story. Mostly, I think it's I felt like it was this beautiful invitation for us to think about the idea of being elders and the ancestors of the future. Can you explain to us what that means to you to be an ancestor of the future and what that invitation for all of us is?
1: That's a nice question <laughs> um, for me, I guess um you know, when I became a grandmother, I became—I was a young grandmother, a young mum, and also a young grandmother. And for me, I guess at that time, I culturally had my very first smoking ceremony. And um, at that stage, I felt it was—it was a—was it uh, was my purpose to heal, to heal myself, and also to heal, you know, uh, to heal the—to heal. So there's a. a I'm just I'm just lost for words. Sorry. That's okay. So that my my grandchildren and my future grandchildren and generations of grandchildren, you know, have um, a healing energy and a healing, you know, a a healing through their songlines and their future. You know that it's like a legacy that I've. I feel like it's a legacy and it's a it's a it's a spirit soul purpose for me to do that. But I guess, you know, for all of us as a future ancestor, like this book isn't just about me. This book is about all of us and, you know, for humanity and for Mother Earth, you know. It's about it's about all of us, you know, I always have a sense of, you know, talking about healing, but it's it's about oneness as well, you know, oneness if we can all you know, practice and be oneness and know what that is for us all individually, collectively, you know, and for Mother Earth, I think we'll all be a bit healthier. Like I think that, you know, we need to do better, you know. We need to do yes. better. And Indeed. I think this is just, you know, a part of me that I've been called, I feel like I've been called to, you know, to um, express and to influence and inspire because it really is simple. You know, it doesn't need to be hard. You know, it is this this concept of humour and to just be self-spirit Mother Earth, you know, um, and to be in balance, you know, learn to be our own healers or not learn but to relearn or reclaim and, as you know, remember that we are our own healers and we are the medicine. So that is my teaching and I believe when we can be that, you know, we can be in oneness and we can live oneness and whatever that is for, you know, every individual, um, I believe, yeah, that's that's what I teach and preach and like live and I just breathe and embody that and uh I you know there's too much complexity in the world and sometimes I believe that it it should just be simple.
0: Hmm. So when you became yeah. a mother at 17, what was that experience like?
1: Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, as, a young, as a young person um, living in a very, very large commun- uh, family, uh, extended family, you know, and I was also an orphan. So I grew up without a mother and a father. I didn't know what that meant to call anyone mum and dad, which I, was, I still don't. So I think I fell in love with my husband, who I'm still married. Um, and you know, I I I had this baby. We had this baby, and it was the first time I really felt. And I do write about it in the book, a little glimpses of our my love story. Uh, you know, I really felt what love is. You know, and to love a child, and I guess for me it was something that I you know as a mother. Um, that I could experience, and it was it was it was a gift, you know, it was a real gift for me, and it was just I, I just embraced it, you know, I embraced it, you know, as young as I was, I just or I tried to finish, you know, VCE, I tried to finish school, I was almost there, but you know it worked all the way up until I was still working at the hairdressers at the time. Um, which I'd worked since I was 13 and, you know, I worked as long as I could to, um, you know, to support myself, which I had to. So um, I feel like I raised myself in a sense even though I was in this big, large, you know, this big, large uh, family and community. But um, sometimes it was lonely for me. So having a baby and being in love and having my own sense, my own family really was the biggest gift you know um the biggest gift for me and i just loved being a mum um and i it was just so natural that i was just like i just knew what to do kind of thing and you know i loved i loved being you know being pregnant uh and i had two more children after you know i had three children so i just yeah embraced that and you know enjoyed that journey and it was a love that I'd never felt before in my life possibly you know when I was a newborn baby I do write in the book you know having this sense of love as a newborn baby it was a remembering that I had and I I felt like that
0: and do you think that the the power of having that village around you almost made that experience of becoming a mother so young having not really known your own mother, that had helped so much. I see so often how isolated we are in the cities and around the world when we become mothers. And then reading your story and and hearing different ways of doing this, to have that extended family around you, what difference do you think that made? Well, I guess for me
1: culturally, um, you know, I I was born an auntie. So you can imagine being the 10th child of my mother and, you know, my mother had two marriages. So she, you know, my my older siblings were already mothers, you know, they already, you know, had children that were older than me. So I was born an auntie and I think I'm like a um, great, great, great auntie now. So it's like there's lots of. Oh, there's lots of little ones and you know big ones as well yes. who are older than me. But having that sense of um, belonging, I guess, in mm. a tribe, like like you say, a village. But having that sense of you know a belonging, I guess, was was uh, it was just a natural way. Like it was a natural way of family. There's a real kinship in Aboriginal culture. You know whether you know we all look after. We're all one. There's no separation. And for me, with my cousins, um, we were all brothers and sisters. Like we were all eating from the same pot of soup. You know, we, we moved together and um, dreamed together um, and grew together in a family, you know, in, in the you know talk about Ronald Street and Kennedy Street in um, my town. And that's just the way it was.
0: And what about your grandchildren? What's their experience of tribe, of growing up?
1: Oh, look, I see my grandchildren. The, the, I've got two grandchildren that live with, in my in my community, in my town, and one lives away in Jervis Bay. And, you know, it, I have to see them every day. Like I have to hear them, have to see them, and I'm a part of their lives and... Some people can't understand that sometimes, you know, culturally for me that's, um, you know, I am weaved through their lives in ways that, you know, um, yeah, I have a responsibility to, you know, ensure that I, that they, I guess they know who I am as well and also, you know, that I can teach them whatever that needs to be, you know, whatever wisdom or whatever, you know, I guess not to teach them too much, but just for to for them to know that this to just be. You know, to just be in the world and to be self, you know, to be spirit and you know, to be to be culture as well. You know, what I teach is humor and that is a muddy muddy language word, you know, to be. And I guess I wanna ensure that my grandchildren um in you know, know that and, and uh learn that and um can be that as well because the world can be a very challenging place and you know for them to learn as young people um a sense of um a belonging and um you know um acceptance uh is is I feel that is a part of my responsibility as well.
0: Hmm. So, can you share with us a little bit more about this idea of Yuma, of the the oneness, the belonging, and and how we can all take that more into our lives?
1: Look, it's um, it's it's sometimes it's hard to explain, but I'll 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 do my best at um mm. to just just Thank go you. with it. So for me, um you know this sense of yuma which is like i said it's a it's a language word and it means be be simple right uh, it should be simple uh, life should be simple but i guess um you know having a sense of purpose belonging peace uh freedom and harmony within our bodies within our you know within our spirit um is 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 a big challenge you know because we're often conditioned to be everything else you know, even as mothers and grandmothers, that we have to be a certain way, you know, in society and we have to live a certain way and, you know, do certain things. And I guess for me it is about, you know, facilitating workshops. I was having a lot of participants turning up that were so broken, you know, healers and, uh, you know, other practitioners that were, who hold space for other people that were just so broken and, you know, this sense of, You've got to be your own healer. Like this sense of waiting for someone else to save us, you know, we could be waiting a lifetime. And I guess for me, you know, I experience that at times as well. So this sense of humour is about being your own healer and being the medicine. And and I believe by being self-spirit Mother Earth can facilitate that in some way. So... That is just sort of my little um, belief around that area because, you know, we we live outside, you know, for me it is about home. When I say home, I'm talking about within. Home is our heart, space, home is our spirit, you know, and we can spend so much time living outside of ourselves, you know, in a material world where, you know, that breaks us in some way. And I just, we just need to come back to our center, come back home, you know, feel our breath, you know, and just be. Um, and that's the best medicine, you know. For me, I believe that that we can spend so much money <laughs> doing lots of things and still be as ungrounded and, uh, you know. Uncentered and broken that you know we we search outside of ourselves for one happiness, often love, you know um and all of those other very important things that has is that it, it, what we need as humans
0: you know and as women and as mothers, you talk about in the book about you know being a part of the system, almost the broken system of social work and community work and trying to be a part of the solution but realising that trying to be a part of that system was actually burning you out. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that this, as you said, in your workshops you see this with the healers and the women that gather in your workshops and I see this all around all the time as well. These passionate mothers who want to be a part of the solutions and want to go out there and create a better world for their children but in the process of trying to do that actually deplete themselves even more what's the answer for those women i mean we can't just turn away from the broken system but we can't also break ourselves by being in that how do we do this annabelle
1: Look, I don't have all the answers, but what I what has just come into my mind was, you know, I think we have to believe that we are enough. You know, you know, I, I had my grandchildren visit, you know, come along to my book talk yesterday in a nearby town and we got into the car and it's the first one event that they've attended. So, and he got into the car and he said to me, man, that was a success. Hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's lovely feedback. He said because people were really interested in what you had to say, you know, what you'd written in your book because they've been a part of my writing journey, you know, and 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 all, you know, over the last two years. And so for me it was, I said to him, well, that makes me feel really proud because it makes me feel that I am enough, and my words are enough, and my experience, you know, and my guidance is enough, and that for me as a person, as a woman. You know, this black woman, bush kid from the Mallee that believed this orphan child that she is enough. And I think I wasn't going to wait for other people to save me. I had to save myself and be myself and create a life that where, you know, being, when I keep saying, you know, be your own healer, be the medicine. You know, for me, it was about, you know, creating like education. I talk about education and i knew that i had to learn and read and write because i love writing so that was a part of my you know that was a part of that i was gifting that to myself you know like a lot of my family my older siblings didn't learn to read and write like it was just the times in australia where they didn't receive an education they went to school but they weren't taught you know in the system so you know and i i was i was determined to be one of the first children to learn to read and write in my family, in my Aboriginal large extended family. So for me, you know, and for my grandchildren to, you know, admire that and and to to say to me, you know, that was a success and like their feedback just so humbling and um, honest and made me believe that I am enough. And I think women have to believe that they are enough. You know, we are enough, and it's almost like we have in the in the times now. It feels like there's this energy of change, and it is like allowing for like allowing for some some new energy for some change or whatever that may be. You know, whatever that is that's going to help you breathe each day, you know. I'll always say, like, we breathe in sync with our ancestors and when we can feel that breath, you know, because how often do mothers stop for a moment and just, like, feel their heartbeat and feel their breath and feel their feet, you know, on the ground and feeling like Mother Earth is, like, you know, embracing them with their breath, mm. with every breath and connecting with the ancestors, like, we don't. You know, we need to do that and just breathe and know that we are enough, you know, and we have opportunities to make changes because there's a lot of challenges that we have to face every day. It doesn't matter where you live, you know. um, Find your, you know, find, you know, I say, you know, you could be anywhere. You don't have to be in a temple you don't have to be in a yoga studio, or you know, some, just be wherever you are and um, breathe and feel Mother Earth and ancestors breathing with you. Um, if we can do that every day, sometime somehow, I think we'll be we'll, we'll feel more
0: at home. You speak so beautifully about the spirit of Mother Earth of this beautiful energy that is around us, that as mothers we can tap into ourselves, not being Indigenous, not having that cultural understanding. When I read it in your book, there was a craving in me of, oh, I would love to know Mother Earth's spirit like that. Um, it's not something that I've grown up with, even though I did grow up in the Northern Territory. It's it's something that... Um, feels if I may be honest abstract but also very familiar this idea of connecting with mother earth especially as mothers when we are overwhelmed when we are looking outside of ourselves when it does feel all too much to breathe and feel Mm -hmm. our feet on the earth and connect with this spirit for myself and for everybody else listening can you share a little bit about what that mother earth spirit? energy is for you and is it you know and how do we as all together as one connect with her heal her be with her
1: i'm just i'm just trying to gather my words in my head (laughs) it's a big question (laughs) it's a big question (laughs) And it's sort of sometimes I get a little bit oh okay because I just be that you know I be that and because I've embodied that and I Mm. guess as a sense of you know um, culture and a sense of kinship I it's you know as Aboriginal people you know our concept you know our understanding and belief is we are Mother Earth we Mm. aren't separate from her we are a part of her she owns us you know and we be her and. You know, and and if I go back, you know, my ancestors, um, you know, sustained Mother Earth. You know, they they knew how to, you know, be with her, respect her, only take what you need. You know, knew, you know, moved in sync with the seasons and the rhythm of, you know, the vibration of the land. And when I think of us as beings, you know, in the, you know, in these, you know, as these beings. I feel that we have to, you know, embrace that. Like when I feel like it's this dance of, you know, moving with the seasons, moving with, you know, the stars and the moon, you know, and just knowing that. Like she she owns us, whether we like it or not. If we didn't have Mother Earth, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like as mothers and grandmothers, we kind of have a bit of a responsibility to ensure that we are somehow connected deeply and our children and grandchildren know her because we are of her and we need her and we need her to be very healthy, just like we want our children and how we want to be healthy. So it's kind of one and the same. There is no separation. So I believe that, she is our medicine, you know, and everything about her um, is a part of our survival, you know, and that's that's just the truth because there is no other explanation that I, can, that I can explain. But, you know, uh, it's about all those things that we want as humans. You know, we want to be free. Mother Earth wants to be free. We want to be safe, you know. We want to be peaceful. We want to breathe fresh air, you know. What are we doing to our planet? What are we doing to our waterways? You know, we need to do better. And it is all of those things that are, you know, it's like what she needs, we need and we need to practice and we need to, like, protect you know it's we don't have her we 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 no longer will exist,
0: yeah, That's
1: and the best I can answer
0: that <laughs> it's a beautiful answer, thank you so much, and again, it just feels like both a deep knowing, a being as you say, but also a call to action that as mothers, we you know to look at our stories yeah. to find our own healing ways to connect with. Our own ancestors or land or um, experiences so yes. that we can do this for the next generation and generations to come
1: absolutely you know all of us as future ancestors have a responsibility, and that's that time is now you know <laughs> and it's 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 the best way I can the best way I can say it because it yeah. is um I teach my grandchildren that you know and i dream my grandchildren my future generations of grandchildren you know i i dream of being in ceremony with them you know and and that they are embracing this mother earth um the way same way i have you know and i leave my footprints for them and my energy is you know a part of them and in in the lands where they you know where they will be
0: Oh, Annabelle, you've made me emotional the way you've described that. Thank you so much for this beautiful book, for your beautiful words and wisdom and for sharing it with us. Um, thank For everyone who's listening, I'll share all of the details of Annabelle's work and her book in the show notes. But thank you for gifting us with this. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks for your invitation and in this conversation. And, yes, lovely to meet you and you know everyone be well be kind
0: thank you thank you i'm so incredibly grateful for this conversation and this book from annabelle sharman her book the future ancestor is available now and i've popped the details in the show notes of her work and where you can find it This idea of us being the elders and the future ancestors for our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren was so inspiring, calling me and I hope you to really look at how we're going to create change, what we're leaving behind, and like she beautifully said, the footsteps we will be leaving behind for our future generations. So powerful, and as mothers... Surely that's what we're really here for. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of these conversations. Please reach out to both Annabelle and I to share with us your reflections on this interview. And until next week, Satnam.